0: What is going on, everybody? It's your boy, Marshall Live, and I am live, and I am back with another episode of The Marshall Gillen Show. If you're tuning in live at the show on Instagram, I wanna say thank you, thanks for being here live. If you guys are listening on replay, whether it's on Instagram or whether it's via your favorite podcast platform, I just wanna say thank you. Literally, thank you so much for tuning in to the show. I have another guest back today. We are here with my good friend and freaking light of the world, Stephanie Bosco. We're gonna get here her dialed in here real quick. This is gonna be a really great episode. Stephanie is one of the first people that I met when it came to moving into this holistic space uh, three years ago. And somebody that I just instantly hit it off with. She is a b- ball of energy. She's a, a just so much joy and so much love and inspiration. I'm so excited to share her today and to share her message and some things that she's got going on. But I do also want to remind you guys that this show is brought to you by the Sacred Warrior Tribe. Guys, we are hosting four-day retreats. We're doing them all across the country. We're doing them all across the world, as a matter of fact. So if you guys are in the mood for some spiritual healing and doing some sacred healing work, you need to come out to Montana to our next retreat. So I'm gonna get Stephanie on here real quick. Hey, if you guys are tuning in live on Instagram, do me a favor, drop me a like, drop me a love. Let me know where you're tuning in from and let me know what kind of content you guys wanna hear. Like, what what is it you guys wanna know when it comes to law of attraction, when it comes to being your best self, when it comes to healing your past? Like, what is it that you guys actually want to be able to uh, experience? And what do you guys wanna learn? Let me get Stephanie on here real quick. What's up, big Steph? The superfood, there she is. What's up? So we're going to have her hop on real quick. So, hey, what's going on? Hi, how you doing? Yeah, I am doing so good. Look, that's like rocking rocking our car studios.
1: <laughs> I was thinking that today. I was like, oh my gosh, I always see you in the car. I'm right. in the car today.
0: Dude, It's like, um, it's crazy because it's like, uh, I started five years ago in a little backyard in Pacific Beach, San Diego, like in this little patio, you know? And, um, at the, and I don't, uh, I had this guest on just the other day, Albert Baez, and him and I were talking about, I want to ask you the same thing, but we are both like um, at the height of our success was the time that we found ourselves being the most depressed that we've ever been. And so it's interesting because it's like, I come from the car studio, you're coming from the car studio, but when I was standing in the 21st floor, high rise luxury thing, overlooking the ocean with floor to ceiling windows and stuff, like it looked really good on camera, but I was not happy. And not that you can't be happy with those things. It's not, but it's like this Western sense of this Western culture had created this thing inside me where I told myself I have to do X, Y, and Z to be successful. And so it's like I'm, I'm so one, I'm always excited to connect with you because you're just you're such great energy. But two, it's like I'm so excited to connect with you because it's like I want people to understand that there's there's really people like us out here living. Who are truly feeling fulfilled, making a big impact, but we're not necessarily like, it's not, it's not like this traditional sense of like what Western success is, right? And so I'm excited to have you here today. Uh, where are you joining us from?
1: Uh, today I am in um, in LA.
0: Okay, in LA. I have yep. to, I um. I got to admit, I do, I do miss California, Southern California, a little bit. I'm missing the beach hardcore.
1: Of course, the yeah. warm beach especially i mean i'm yeah. I'm right now in in northern california I've been there since uh, a little bit b- before the pandemic, yeah. and it's cold. You go to the beach there and it's cold, yeah. and I just love Southern California. oh because my God, most of the time it's warm at the beach. I can't even talk about it. It's like uh
0: I think it's like fifty one degrees here in montana today it's it's like it's always cold. I, uh, I might be in the wrong spot, but we can get into that later. So there's a lot of, there's a lot of exciting things that, uh, that you got going on. One, first and foremost, you just got back from this. How long were you gone in
1: Hawaii for? I was in Hawaii for three weeks. Okay. and it was amazing. I needed a break. I knew I needed a break. And plus I felt like I deserved one because I had yeah. just put on my first virtual retreat, my first retreat ever. I took it, I took it virtual. You and I actually did a, a live right before, yeah. maybe like what, two or three weeks before. Yeah. Um, and so I, you know, I wanted, I, I had a lot of healing that had to be done too. You know, again, yes, there was, there was this great success, but there was also some things that were starting to fall apart in my personal life that was right. with, with life, with, with my family and, and with, and, and relationships. And so I, I know I've gotten to a point now where I know when I need to remove myself so
0: right. that I can
1: let myself disconnect or reconnect and really listen to my own thoughts right. and, and figure out again to, how to center myself. Yes.
0: Now I don't, I don't want our listeners or our viewers to, to miss what you just said and how important that is. Because what you just said is literally what you do is that you listen to your body intuitively, you honor the feelings, you process them, and instead of buckling down and grinding through it and just doing it, you're like, okay, wait a second. I know that through lived experience that that's not the way to live my best life. And so you went to Hawaii to kind of create that space. So I want to ask you specifically about Hawaii in a second. But it's very interesting because one of the things that your brand has been built upon and one of the reasons that the medicine that you give to people is so good is because of the space that you're able to create. Now, I talk about space all the time. Oh, you got to hold space. You got to create space. But it's, it's, um, it's definitely something in the community, in the spiritual community that gets thrown around a lot. And it's something that I feel like the everyday person, they either don't know about it at all. But what they do know about it, it's like, oh, yeah, let's gather around with our crystals and hold space for each other. <laughs> and so first and foremost, I want to ask you about Hawaii specifically. But first, when it comes to the term, just in general, like creating or holding space, what does that mean to you?
1: You know, holding space to me literally means holding space open for someone. You know, so we, we all go through things in life, ups and downs, whether we want to admit it or not. And sometimes, sometimes there's not even anything that you can really say back to someone other than I'm holding space for you right now. I'm right now creating a a, a time and a moment that if you want to vent, if you want to sit alone together, if you want to sit and weep together, whatever that is, I'm creating that space for you. Do whatever that is. And and whether I'm giving you advice or not, I'm just sitting here. And I'm I'm with you. That's really holding space, holding, and it's and it's and it's energetic and it's active. You know, you're not like holding space and like. Oh, I love that. Yes, right. You're connecting. You're engaged. It's
0: active. It's active. I love. I never even thought about putting it like that, but that's that's exactly that's a, a great terminology to have to it. And so, for any of our listeners or viewers, you know, when it comes to holding space. Think about the opposite. Have you ever been in a relationship when, like, your partner wasn't necessarily doing anything wrong, but you just felt like claustrophobic? Like, I just need some space. It's the opposite of that. And what we get really into, (laughs) what we get really into in Western culture and definitely in entrepreneurship, building businesses and having, and being a doer like we are, like being a leader, leaders, we have so much pressure we put on ourselves and our standards are so high and secretly we're all comparing ourselves and judging ourselves against everything else. And we're all doing it and we all act like we're not. And so (laughs) we find in this world, it's like, especially I know you would agree that a lot of leaders out there they're not holding space for themselves. They pour out of their cup all day long, but they don't fill up their own cup. And so that's one of the things that I wanted to bring you on specifically because you and I could talk until we're blue in the face about a gajillion things. Like there's so many things we could talk about. (laughs) But specifically what I want to talk about is because this is something that's been near and dear to my heart because since leaving San Diego, leaving the business, dropping everything after 13 years and then moving to Montana, a cab in the middle of nowhere, I've been so disconnected and isolated that for the first time in my life, and and going sober for the first time in my life, I couldn't run or distract myself from all of the insecurities and things inside of me. Mm. And what I realized is that I had never held space for myself. I had mm. transformed lives all across the globe, made half a million dollars, made my clients over a hundred million dollars, like did all the things, but I never held space for myself. And so when I got to Montana, I realized that this, this space in and of itself was a sacred container. And mm. in this container, I felt I felt I could express who I really was. So I give myself permission. So the reason I'm giving this context to the viewer and what I want to know about you is like now going to Hawaii, I can very clearly see it's different details. But us leaders and spiritual light workers, us healers, we all do the same thing. And that's kind of the principle of success in general, which is okay. I'm aware enough to know that I'm, I'm not at my best. I need to disconnect. And I need to go find space for myself. So when you went to Hawaii, how did that come about? Did you know for a while that you needed to get away and get some space and not necessarily from anybody or anything particular, but did you know that like, was the signs there and are you at a point in your life where you were able to honor them pretty quickly or did you kind of meander for a little bit before you took action?
1: Yeah. Great question. You know, I did. I meandered a little bit. Um, I had been, I think since September, I had been manifesting that I wanted to go to Hawaii. I wanted to get a job there. Like that's like, that was kind of like, I was like, maybe if I get a job there, then I'll also feel a little bit okay with, you know, taking yeah. some time either way I need to go. And yeah. so, um and so I was just, you know, I was going along life and there was, there was, I almost, I almost went back in October and then some stuff happened with the quarantine because it was very hard. It was Bye. very hard for me to travel there. Uh, lots of precautions, you know, did everything the safe way, you know, all the, all the things. Um, But then one day I was, it was right before my retreat started. So it was like mid January, I was sitting outside and I just thought, I don't care if I get a job in Hawaii, I need to now go for me personally, I need this and I was sitting there. And I get a call from my girlfriend, Carly Bergman, who I actually started following like 10 years ago. We had never okay. been in person. Oh, We've just so kind of cool. gone back and forth. Yeah, it was so cool. <laughs> those, hey, I'm at this retreat center right now in Hawaii on the big island. And I'm wondering if you want to come stay here for a couple of days, maybe do some, some presentations, some food work, whatever. Um, kind of pay your way in that way and stay at this retreat center, meet all these cool people and meet me and come to Hawaii. And I was like, I'm sorry, wow. did you just kind of answer the meditation and all the manifestation I've been working towards in the last couple months? This I will be there wild. in a month and a half. Yes, I'll be there.
0: <laughs> okay, so I wanna pause the story right there for real quick. So right, you're getting ready to go. But again, for the listeners, I wanna pick out these parts because I want I want our viewers and our listeners to see the consistencies of what our, what our, my guests are saying, which is uh, all the guests, the same thing. I'm telling you, Stephanie, they go, okay, I, I've been thinking about doing this thing but I hadn't committed to it. And then there came a breaking point when I just said, you know what? Like, I'm going to make this happen. And I and I and listen, people can say what they want and it gives me chills because I know all the stories, you know? But it's like, people can say what they want, but I have so many, I have endless amounts of stories on video of people that were like, yo, I was scared, but then I surrendered. And I just said, you know what? I'm just going to, I'm going to let it come to me. And then all of a sudden it was like, I got the call. Um, the knock on the door came. The thing was in the mail. Um, I had this message from this club person I talked to three years ago at an event, and it was 10 grand. Like, whatever it is. And so um, I'm thrilled to hear that. And I want to unpack that here later, but okay. So you make the decision, you, you energetically aligned with your conscious and subconscious mind. You gave up going, I don't know how I'm going to do it because you're putting restrictions on it. You're saying, Oh, my manifestation, what I'm I'm attracting has to be this way. And then the second that you were like, I'm just going to let it go. Because of the daily practices of self-care and self-love that you have, you're already <laughs> vibrating at a high frequency. Like you're already – your avatar, your receiver is already primed to, to manifest, which is why people should get more involved in their health and their nutrition and their daily practices. But we'll talk about that in a little bit. Absolutely. It's like you're already primed to go. So the second that you get, remove that resistance, say, okay, I'm going to do this. Boom! The universe gets out of your way and conspires for you. So I just mm-hmm. do not want anybody to miss that because it's so powerful. Okay. Thank you. So she calls you up and she's like, "Yo, you come to Hawaii." You're like, "No freaking way! You're you're Yo. going."
1: Yep. Okay. I said yes. So- I didn't even have to think about it. I said yes. Uh, let me look at a couple dates. Okay. See you in a month and a half. I'll be there. I'll figure it out. And then I thought I'm not just going for four or five days, like right, that's right. gonna be the start of my trip and it's gonna be an amazing start because i'll I'll be at a sanctuary I'll be around other people that are healing and really honestly, everyone there was healing. There were points right. where it was a little intense because there was a yeah. lot of energy and you know healing energy like you're working through it's things
0: heavy work yeah yeah,
1: but I mean it was amazing and then I stayed for another uh two and a half weeks and it was so it was incredible did
0: you, did you go with a one way ticket or did you have a, an end date
1: um I
0: had a, I bought the one way ticket to start. Oh, let's
1: go! I think <laughs> that's the, the best way, yeah. I've never I, done
0: that. You're very brave. Let's I, I love I dig it. I dig it. I might be doing that soon, so I will have to take some chapters out of your book. So yes. Let me ask you something real quick before I begin to this Hawaii trip. Are, I'm sure everybody wants to know like so what kind of packer are you? Are you like uh, a light packer? Or are you like uh, I'm packing five outfits for one day just in case because you never hi in the field.
1: Uh, good question. Um, <laughs> I, I would say first of all I'm about 50 50 50 percent of uh, is, is outfits 50% is health and wellness and snacks in case I get oh, stuck somewhere God. where I don't where I can't find yeah. food literally I'll bring a can of beans with me like I, yeah. I so it's 50/50. Um, okay. I hate traveling with tons of bags. I don't know yeah. why. That's yeah, a trigger for me. Like they, they make me feel like a, ba- a bag lady or something. Ugh. It's
0: just excess.
1: <laughs> so, backpack and my small carry-on and I I have one one outfit a day and honestly, I'm more of like a packer. Can I wear this top? With these two right. bottoms. Okay, so now that's two outfits, you know, so I make it yeah. pretty minimal. Okay,
0: that's smart. Because I, I, I I'm thinking about I'm kicking around the idea. I'm pretty sure I'm going to go to move to Columbia uh, maybe in a month for just a one way ticket just for a little bit, go into the go into the jungle and just learn some more medicine and uh, and some, some things. But um so I asked because I'm I'm I I I'm a little more on the bougie side, so like I pack a little heavier. I always pack too much, okay, Stephanie. That's okay. I always pack too much. So I'm wondering, so you're inspiring me. So maybe what I need to do is just, like, a couple white T-shirts, like one pair of shorts, one pair of pants, maybe this, like, little freaking shaman rug, and that's it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just backpack, something for Backpacket. warm,
1: something for cold, Yeah, you know, shoes for hiking, shoes for the beach. <laughs> I love um, it. But yeah, and this and yeah, and snacks, it just in case just in case something happens, like I've literally been stuck at an airport for 32 hours before that had not one lick oh my of God. food that I could have other than oh my God. chips. So I was wow. luckily I brought my own stuff. I've just learned from traveling yeah. and traveling, yeah. as you know, traveling. Oh, my gosh, please go to Colombia. Go oh, traveling. Helps you step away, right? And and like I said before, disconnect to reconnect. And you know, when we're at home, when we're around in our normal day daily lifestyle, if we're when we're around other people, I'm an empath. I'm a people pleaser. I love helping people. I am a person of service. If 100%. I'm around other people, I'm gonna help them, and that's often the role that I'm in. So it actually yeah. really but does take help it. me. I can't. So I have yeah. to get out because then it's like, sorry, I, I, I'm here from afar and I could still hold space for you from afar. Yeah. But at the end of the day, I'm sorry. I'm here. Like, you know, 100%. I got to do me right now. I'm forced to. In so, a many way.
0: Unpa- so many empaths don't understand that though. And I think that's, what's so valuable about leadership like yours or being part of your inner circle or being at the virtual retreats or the in-person retreats or getting to experience your, the container in the space that you hold just by being you. And I know a lot of people that are watching and listening to the show. And I know a lot of your amazing audience would say the same thing is that Us as empaths, like a lot of times we're good at this, but we don't even understand what being an an empath means, what it means to be empathetic. And more importantly, we don't even understand. And if we do, we don't usually accept it, that we are energetic beings. And when we take on everybody else's energy, we have got to create a practice of literally getting the energy off of us. So people will think it's, I have like my little rattle, right? And I'm like, I rattle my thing and I do my (laughs) stuff in the morning. And it's like part of my routine of clear my energy and, and my right now practice but there's it's, people don't take it serious for whatever reason. It doesn't have to be a rattle or that extreme or anything like this, but literally just getting time to like shake off that energy. And so Absolutely. I was just talking about uh, this the other day with a, my guest, Albert, and he is in Colombia going to a retreat center to look, to start to work with Mother Aya and some of the, the sacred plants. And yes. um, he also was talking about how he went to a retreat center, and it changed his life. It was a very random thing. It was in Colombia and yada, yada, yada. What I do in Montana, these retreats that I'm hosting, the Sacred Warrior Retreat, it's all the same thing. And so you're starting to see a lot of this talk of retreats and, and spiritual healing and the sacred energy and sacred containers. And so just, oh, can you share a little bit about your experience? I mean, you're a leader and you're a healer, you're a coach. That's what you do. Yeah. And so oftentimes it seems like some coaches and leaders, it might be resistant to going to get help. Can you explain yeah. what it was like for you to just finally be able to, well, I don't know, don't even put words in your mouth. What was it like to be able to experience the retreat center for somebody that doesn't know what that means? Doesn't understand. He like, can you just paint a broad picture of like, okay, this is the experience. This is what it's like. This is my experience from it. And this is what you might learn
1: absolutely and i mean and of course everyone's experience is going to be different but i think the first thing that the assumption that we have about a retreat or a retreat center you know is is health wellness good everything's great um everything's working out properly it, you know that's the assumption and 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 yes those those are those are those pillars are put in in place for for you two to have a, a, a nice relaxing time although healing isn't easy. It's not right. just it's just it, and you know, and I think that sometimes when people are faced with the with the uneasiness or the uncomfortable, they're like, What is this? This sucks. It's not right. And I think really trust oh, trusting the process. And you know, I mean, I had some hiccups getting there. Actually, at first, yeah. the, the room wasn't even ready. And so like there was a little hiccup there, you know, and I could have right. just said, throw my hands yeah. up in the air, like this place sucks. And I don't want to be here. But instead, I embraced it, and I thought, okay, I'm in paradise right now. First yeah. of all, oh, so this oh is God. what is this teaching me? Patience. Be patient. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a little hot, and then it starts raining. You know, and I, and my feet got wet. Okay, but so I had to move through the uncomfortable, and and so it's kind of a, a, an ebb and a flow of of balance. You know, you feel really great, and then some someone might bring something out within you. You know, there was a couple times where where someone else triggered something within me that made me start thinking about something that I normally wouldn't be able to because I'm helping other right. people but now that I'm right. focusing on me I'm going inward and so it's a lot of inward it's a lot of connection with myself and yes holding space for myself which yeah as an empath and a leader and you know yeah. a, a, a service human I also forget sometimes to take care yeah. of myself and hold that space so it's yeah. you know it's reminding myself but yeah. you know yeah coming into a, a sanctuary a retreat center Uh, getting yourself grounded, understanding the space, when things arise, let them arise and take a look at them. You know, like don't, it's easy to just when it's uncomfortable, kind of wipe it away or you start to feel sad, you know, you might even start to feel sad and that might like maybe some guilt will come up because you're feeling sad or depressed because you're at a beautiful place instead of judging it, really taking a look at it and being kind and compassionate to yourself and your process and, and, and moving through it being open, talking to other people. I know nice. we live in a culture now where it's really easy to put your head down, not make eye contact with others, Keep, be open. You're, yes, you're there to be alone, but also why not make connections with some people you might never meet in a lifetime. And here they are in a space just like you, hear their story. Maybe they have something to teach you, yeah. <laughs> uh, but really silence can teach you a lot. When you're alone with yourself, you all of a sudden you start, you start battling yourself. You start cheering yourself on. There's so much to just unpack and uncover yeah. and then, you know, repack and leave some of the things that you didn't want and bring the new things with you. And, you know, so it's, it's, it's an ebb and a flow. It's yeah. It yeah. really, it, it's, it's hard work, but yeah. it's the right work and it's yeah. good work.
0: Oh, I I love that. Gosh, that's so beautiful. And it's so true. It's <laughs> like, you know, I was thinking while you were speaking, I was like, yeah, like a healing retreat, like a sanctuary is kind of like a hospital for your soul. You know, like you don't go to the hospital when you're all like, you don't go to the hospital to big chill. You know, like you go to the hospital when you're a little fucked up. You know what I mean? Like, totally. That's, what, that's when you go. And so it's like, I think that's the misconception that a lot of people get about the spiritual, um, the spiritual space in general right now. Because, listen, there's no right or wrong. There's no better or worse. But there is a lot of, a lot of listen, I'm just different. Yeah. Like you flow different than I flow a little bit. Right. Like, and so a lot of people can be disconnected because they're coming from this very masculine third, third dimensional space that we've been conditioned to be in. And so, you know, you hear people talk about free flow and then they're doing all their things. And it's like, okay, like, so people become disconnected. But what I, I, I invite all of our listeners and viewers to, to, you know, to try to experience is the fact that like there is this hurt and this guilt and this shame and this trauma, this pain inside of most of us. And a lot of us, like you just said stuff, we just, we just, we just tuck it down or we mask it with this, whether it's watching Netflix or eating food or doing drugs or drinking or sex or partying or pornography or gambling or shopping or whatever. In this, in this, in this culture, we've just become so ingrained with distraction and, and, and judging ourselves and distracting and judging and distracting that we get so caught in this loop that we never take time to actually create that space for ourselves, which you just so beautifully walked us through. Like what does that mean to hold space or to even go somewhere, like saying, okay, I can hold space for myself to the point where I'm making a decision to go. And then once I get there, I'm gonna be in that space like that I that I have created through my intentions. And so it's just such a beautiful thing to watch you live this out and to to watch you grow and continue to to do this. It's interesting talking with you. <clears throat> Because in um, this month, in June, because June is PTSD Awareness Month, did you know that?
1: I did not know that.
0: Yeah, yeah, it is, and it's interesting because um, I, I, uh, I, well, when I was when the Las Vegas shooting happened, uh, I was there that night, and it was I, it was a very intense moment, and and um, I remember thinking a couple days after that, I had to call one of my buddies that was in the military, and I said. Man, I, I, because I, I felt so disrespectful even asking him, but I was like, dude, I keep having these, like, I keep looking up in windows and all around, like, thinking, like, I'm so paranoid. And he's like, yeah, that's, P, that's PTSD, dude. I was like, I, I was like, I know, but is it? Because I didn't, I didn't serve or I didn't do this. And then even more interestingly, that, something I've never thought of, Stephanie, until well, my best friend, we were cruising through the mountains like three or four weeks ago. And he was on my, he's a very, he's a, he's a Taurus. So he's very grounded. He's very grounded. And he was just kind of out my ass about something. And he's like, yeah, bro. He's like, like, you know, you suffered PTSD from your stepdad, like screaming at you every day. And he's like, da and I was like, oh my God, I never, I never realized that. And so why I'm asking you and why I'm bringing this up is because I think that in today's culture, PTSD in and of itself has been labeled to only one demographic and i think that especially for a lot of leaders a lot of hard charging ambitious high performing leaders a lot of our a lot of what we are creating i found in my time traveling the world as a speaker and a coach like those 5 years doing that and the types of people that were on stage like the other experts i was with i didn't know then that my energy gift was to be able to see people's energy i didn't understand that back then mm. but the reason i didn't fit into that coaching speaker space and why i was so mad at it over the last 2 years which I know now is this because I could see all those people's energy and it was all, it's, it's nine, even the most famous speakers, you know, it's all hurt and pain. And what I know now in my experience, and it doesn't mean it could be completely shit in their experience, what I'm saying. But it's like, I'm like, how many of these people have actually suffered or suffer from PTSD, a post-traumatic stress syndrome, something that they suffered from when they were younger, which they then overcompensated with through performance because somewhere in our Western mindset, we believe that performance and achievement is actually what validates our self-worth. So we're only worthy if we achieve. And so it's interesting because what I want to ask you now is like, I realized that I'm suffering from my PTSD. That's what I did. That's why I built the business and all things. Cause I was trying to prove to somebody. But I never realized how fucked up I was. And so, you know, with respect to things that you've been through and, and how your lived experience, do you see a, a semblance of that too? How so how PTSD has led you to be this person of service, but has also made you question every single thing about yourself? And if so, could you
1: expand on that a little bit? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you can, you can honestly have PTSD after a dysfunctional relationship, you know, the the way that someone treated you within that. And I mean, again, that goes with your father relationship or your mother relationship. And I absolutely, I mean, I grew up with, uh, with depression Mm -hmm. and panic attacks. I do suffer PTSD from my childhood and I did become a high performing, human being, right. uh, you know, and I, w- I was called that, um, like, I, I, I lived with depression, but I was high performing through my depression. And it was, it was kind of like life or death for me. It was like, you have to keep pushing forward. You wow. have to get through this. Otherwise, you're going to leave yourself in the back in the dark, right. in that hole. And I didn't want to be in that hole, because I know how bad that hole sucks. And, right. and, and, I, and I'm human, I still get back in that hole sometimes like that happens. And yeah. I do get fucked up. But at the end of the day, I know where I'm going forward into the light and and I know that that can be really hard and I think the first the first step in anything in healing is understanding you went through something or that you're going through something and that you hold this darkness and then the next step is is being open about it being vulnerable and talking about it sharing it whether it's with a friend a mentor a therapist whatever it is on social media you know I've really I've really tried to open up a lot more. I know my, my, my profession is nutrition and I right. love nutrition and it is a huge basis on how we can feel better, but there's so much more in that circle. And, and so really being open and vulnerable and, and sharing that on my page, you know, I was at first, I wasn't sure if I yeah. should be doing that. Yeah. And yeah. I just thought, you know, what? we, we need, the more we open, we're, we're open, the more we can connect. Um, And and yeah, I mean, like how you said that you, that you, for a while, you know, like we do kind of go, PTSD kind of goes into that, into that one aspect and it really, so many are living with PTSD and, and I actually love that you brought that up about this month. I know last month, mental health may, but I didn't know about PTSD.
0: Yeah. Yeah. PTSD month. And I just, I just learned about that too. And so it was an interesting concept. And I thought that the universe was bringing it to me at at an interesting time. First having my, my best friend bring it up to me out of nowhere after all these years and after all of the work I've done and for people and, and I've invested for myself. And I was like, Oh my gosh. I was like, of course. And it's just such an interesting thing because I heard a quote uh the other day that just ran it, it hit me so hard. And it said, um, I wanted to say who said it, but I can't remember now. It said, um, uh the future, the uh the purpose of life is not in the future. The purpose of life is not in the future. And I know as an entrepreneur, it's like I constantly am trying, like, okay, when this happens and I make this money and, and or this program's filled or that, and, it, and the thing that is, is it never stops. And if you literally can't be happy in the moment, and I know it sounds so cliche when people say that, but I've been coming into tune lately with this feeling of like, again, it's just being out here in the mountains and this calling for me to, I don't know, I still struggle in this third dimensional world to say it, but with shamanism and this whole thing I'm coming into and loving it. Yeah. But, um, that is that the, the medicine is the experiences that we've lived. And so what people don't understand is these things they've been through. A lot of people feel like you and they want to share these things, but they're like, oh, I don't know if it's this or it's that. And when I was working as a speaking coach, like I didn't really teach them how to speak. What I did almost 100% of the time was give them permission to tell their story, which was me just, I can look back now and go, yo, you've got to understand that your story is medicine for somebody else. And when mm. we start to when we start to look at, at what we've done as a medicine for other people to heal, now it becomes well. Why wouldn't we say that? Why wouldn't we share that? It's a sacred. It's a say. It's a sacredness that we can give. And so to see you to live to see you live into that role has been amazing because we've connected a lot you. of things through mental health, mental illness, yeah. uh, suicide awareness, and all kinds of things. And so. Um, to be here now and to, to come full circle and to see what you just went through and now to see you moving forward, even in your holistic career, is just, it's such a blessing. It's so, so grateful. And I know uh, selfishly, it's a, a reverberation of myself as well, because it's like, I you can't see what's not inside of you and vice versa. So it's yeah, it's been so good just to get to know you and get to meet you more. Uh, but I do want to ask you a couple more things. If you have a little bit more time, we have Absolutely. some more time left. Cool. Yeah. So one of the things I I want to get into about PTSD, not necessarily about PTSD, but again, PTSD, and then us thinking we have to outperform this thing, outperform, or we have to perform to be worthy. And so maybe can you talk about because nutrition is so big for you. I know a lot of people that are active and on the go, they don't really maybe take consider how how big of a role our gut plays in just our emotions in general or not even that but in being able to uh heal because yeah. you said something in the very beginning which was really the place to start is awareness you have to have the awareness of the problem you have to accept the problem and then it comes to like the treating that, the treatment. and so as it comes to what you do how, how do you take people through that when somebody comes to comes to staff and they're like, listen, girl, my life is messed up. Like I, I, I'm struggling. I'm not connected to myself. What is it? What is it that you do for them? Because I know that you do nutrition. I know that you hold space, but how are you combining all of that together in a way that's actually helping people through this?
1: Yeah. Thank you for asking that. Uh, you know, it does start with gut health and, and the gut feeling is a real thing. We have feelers. We, we do feel in our gut, in our gut and our brain, talk all day, every day. There are neurotransmitters, there are different signals that are, that are literally telling our brain how to feel. And if you're not fueling your body correctly, if you're eating tons of processed foods, if you're drinking a lot of soda, if you're having a lot of sugar, and you're not f- fueling your body with fiber, which is a, pr- a prebiotic um, for your, your healthy bacteria, your probiotic, um, you're not creating the neurotransmitters. There's over 30 neurotransmitters that ma- neurotransmitters made in our in our gut. One of them, many of have, uh, have probably heard of it, serotonin. Serotonin is made in our gut. They used to say it was like 50 or 60. Now it's like 80 to 90 percent is made in our gut, and it tells us how we're going to feel. And so I do like to say the basis is is nutrition. How can you how can you be open? And I mean, no, I don't want to say I don't want to put limitations on anything, but When when your body is clean, when your gut is clean, you're open and able to receive a little bit more of what's going on than if you were to have a, um, you know, like a, a mucked up gut, basically. Yeah. Yeah. And so and so it, it and and again, like I I could even say spiritually when I'm very clean, like I mean I'm I'm a pretty you know, I eat pretty clean. Do I do I eat a vegan donut? Heck yes. Do I have vegan pizza? <laughs> <That's> Absolutely. <cool. laughs> yeah, like it's not always whole foods. Yeah. I try to eat whole foods yeah. as much as possible. Yeah. But what I will tell you is especially when I'm going through something. Um I will go to like more raw whole foods. I will start juicing more. God bless you. That it's what helps me feel (laughs) that I try to to help people with that. I try first of all, I say let's clean the gut so that we can get a good gut feeling, right? So you can start feeling that intuition that takes place in your gut. And while we're doing that, I also I'm very non-judgmental. There's a lot of judgment around food, there's a lot of judgment around Uh, spirituality and lifestyle. And, you know, just because you don't do what I do doesn't mean you're a bad person and and vice versa. And so it's really just, I I put a platter out for people and I say, this is everything that I know from food, from lifestyle, spirituality. This is mental health stuff I've been through. This is my story. I'm putting it here. It's like a cheese platter. You take the, the cheese you like you take the crackers you leave the things you yeah. don't like you know I I'm not it. telling you what to do I'm just hopefully assisting you in yeah. your healing because I know what it's like to heal I've been healing for 15 years and I I don't think he, we're always healing there's always gonna yeah. be something to heal I don't know that we're ever gonna be done I was just yeah. telling someone the other day like I'll be like healing and learning probably on my deathbed like the day that yeah. I die I will probably have learned something that morning and like and healed something. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Well, I mean, it's true. I mean, like to exist in this world of duality, it's like, it's an ebb and a flow. It's like literally a frequency. And so I think it's, there's a lot of things I want to unpack about what you just shared, but I think it's a, to end, it's just like, it's very interesting that it, I I don't know if people that are in a depressive state and I can't really remember what I used to think back when I was in a depressive state, but it's like, if you think that you're going to one day just be happy. And like most of the time, like you're not, that would be like, okay, one day I'm going to go outside and the only color in the rainbow I'm going to be able to see is green. Oh man. <laughs> like it doesn't work like that. Like being alive means that we get to experience that full spectrum. I think that's so important for people to realize, um, Man, I, I, again I want to unpack what you just said, but as it pertains to what we're talking about, I mean I, I just went through this like crazy relationship, like a hundred day relationship that was yeah. wild. But it I turns out I, <clears throat> Yeah, it was wild. It's wild, it was wild. It was stupid, but wild. <laughs> um and, and many blessings. But um Yeah. I didn't I didn't learn all these things. And so as it pertains to what we're saying, it's like uh, you know, I I I, I have got to a point now, right? Like recently in this last like forty five days, where like I've just been so good. I'm like for the first time, in my 36 years, like so good. But uh, a song came on the other day. I can't remember who it was by. If you if I played it, it's like an old 90s, you would know it. And it was like, I don't know what it was. I was walking out of the grocery store and it came on and I got in my car and I searched it and I put it on and I'm driving home. I look just like this. And, you know, I'm Mr. Like Freaking Montana. Like and I'm, cry- <laughs> I'm, I'm bawling on the way home. <laughs> I don't even know why I'm crying, Stephanie. I'm just crying and in that Let moment, like, yeah, and in that it's the first time I've cried. And like, I had cried in like 40 some days, which for me, I cried like 40 times a day. And I didn't realize until that moment, like, it's just because I've been healing for, I've been healing so long, but there's still parts of life that sometimes it's life just is going to come in. And it's like, why would I, ju- why would I judge myself for crying that moment? Like, I don't know why, but I cried. I mean, I was like crying girl. And I got home yes. and I was like, I was like, I don't know what that was about. I have no idea what that was about. And so, um, I you love that you said that out. though. Sometimes you just got to let it out. So yeah. we could do a whole entire freaking podcast about this because when I met, when we, when re- we really started connecting uh, two years ago, I had just gone. I just started my spiritual awakening March, 2019. I have psilocybin journey that I went on realized in that while I was at Thailand and thought I was dying, that plants were actually medicinal and that they could heal us, which led me to Amen. a lot of other things. Yeah. A hundred percent. Yeah. hundred percent. And so I went vegan for a year. Um, yeah. And then, and it which was and so I want to ask you a couple of things, but it's like, um you know, and now since moving to Montana, there was something, I don't know what it was about this winter and this time, but something about being here in the native American culture where I went carnivore for like six months, like straight carnivore. I there's not I haven't I, I can't say what's right or wrong now as we're moving back into this springtime and weather's coming like I'm starting to eat more berries and more greens again mm. and like so so uh, again not that it's right or wrong but the reason I think it's so interesting to talk with you now is because it's like I love what you said about how like you you got this little platter and it's like more than anything if there's somebody watching or listening to this that wants to start something there's a few things you can take from Stephanie, which is one, you, your vibe attracts your tribe. So don't be afraid just to be who you are. And the second thing is, Stephanie, I think you just live it so well as you're, you're so accepting of everything, of people's ways. Your thing's just like, yo, there's like lots of things you can do to be healthy. You don't have to do these exact things to be healthy. But if you try to take care of your health, you can live and experience a whole better, brighter, more loving, joyous life.
1: Absolutely, and I mean, and that's part of, of self compassion. Um, in, in the in the yoga culture, uh, there's something called ahimsa, and ahimsa is non harm. It's non harm to others, to to animals, to to yourself, to your thoughts. Like it's it, it can it, again, it's a kind of an umbrella. It can mean it's non harm. So what does that yeah. mean to you, right? And so it, yeah. and that's something that they teach, and and I and trust me, I've got a real mean. Inner child that like likes to beat me down when I do the wrong thing. And it's like, and it's Mm -hmm. and I've had to really work with that Mm -hmm. and say, little Steffi, no, 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 like we're not fighting. I'm here for you. I have compassion for you. Mm -hmm. I'm holding space for you. I'm gonna do whatever I can. You can trust me. I want to make things better. And and again, that's that comes back to connecting with yourself.
0: And I and I love that about you. And I think more than anything, that's one of the biggest disconnects for a lot of vegans is not that they that you care that you eat meat, but it's the it's like the taking of a life. And yeah. so it's, it's interesting because it's like um to be able to meet. And again, it's not everybody because you know, there's different strokes, for different folks. I mean, there's people that are all kinds of extremists on all kinds of different things, but it's like, it's interesting because you know, when it comes to this thing, I felt very much the same way, which was like, I remember the day I decided to go vegan. I was eating a lamb at this fancy Italian restaurant in downtown San Diego with my then girlfriend. And I, I had been, been in Thailand. as my first meal back from Thailand. Like, the first night I got back, I hadn't seen her in forever and we're eating at this awesome restaurant. I love the restaurant and I eat it. I go to bite this lamb. I take a bite of it. And she's like, how is it? And I'm like, it's really good. And I was like, this is a baby sheep, huh? Mm. And she's like, she's like, yeah, it is.
1: Mm. And, I, and
0: I never forget. And I grew up on a farm. You know, I put my my, I mean, it was like a $40 plate. I take one bite of it. I put my knife and fork down and I was like, I think I like my lambs better alive. And um, that was like how the whole thing started. And so I get the disconnect. And for me, even here now, it's like, um, I don't, I'm not, I don't support like big meat and big egg. Like, I don't support that. I'm very fortunate because here in Montana, I have access to a lot of local game, a lot Mm -hmm. of things that literally just came from the land. And so in a different respect of like, especially being involved in the shamanic, you know, way of living or even like uh the Native American culture, it's like everything is one. Like all like it's all it, everything is one. And to take something from the land, it's like even the plants, it's like blessing the plant because I know when I consume when I consume the mushroom that I'm gonna die and they will eat me, and it's a circle of life. Mm. But there's so much disconnect from yes. that and so much. And so, like, how do you see leaders like you and I being able to bridge the gap between not necessarily you have to eat meat or you have to be vegan, but being able to bridge the gap between leaders, like bringing more leaders together, because that's one thing I would love to, I would love to see more of is because I don't even, I, I even the, 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 disconnect between different groups, like how do you see going forward? Okay, cool. Being able to serve clients. We're good at that. But how do we even, how can we be better as leaders to be more accepting of all, of all things?
1: Hmm, that's such a great question. You know, I, I, I have to remember that I came from somewhere. I wasn't always who I was today. Now. Um, and that's honestly that's why I think I have such an unjudgmental approach. When I first like when I no. usually start health coaching people, a lot of my my people aren't vegan. They come in mm-hmm. and they're curious and they're wondering. And I know I'm going a little off from like the no, leaders, no, but like, please. but this is kind of how this yeah. is how I think about it. I think if I, I personally, if you tell me that I'm going to hell, cause I'm doing something wrong in my face, <laughs> I actually am probably going to want to do it more because why would you be rude like that to me? And like, why can't we just have a conversation? Right. So yeah. that already doesn't work for me. So right. that's not my teaching style. My teaching style really is, Hey, we're all human. We've been in, we are in a culture that there is a lot of disconnect, so much disconnect. And I'll actually give like another little example to yeah. like an animal example, but so much disconnect. And we just we do what we're told. We're robots in a way. Like, I mean, yeah, I, I ate meat and dairy and cheese, you know, just for the the mere fact of um, that's where I was told I got my calcium and my protein right. from. Right. Okay, that's what mom and dad told me to do. And that's what I did. And I think, you know, same thing. We have behaviors. We've we've had failed relationships and great relationships. And so we we take on these behaviors and we bring that into the Ooh. world. because It's the only thing we know until yeah. we have more experience. And and I do believe that I've had so much experience that I really can understand a lot of people. But at the end of the day, I know where I came from. I know where I was struggling before I got to where I am now. And I'm not saying I don't struggle now, but yeah. I'm just struggling differently. So I try to remind myself, OK, th- that person is also on their journey. You know, we're all yeah. on a journey, and they're all different. But how how do we merge together? And I think it's, yeah. I think it's really beautiful. It's a, it's a great question and i think the first thing is is acceptance and and yeah. trying to not judge judge one another and i know yeah. when you get into a space where there's a lot of leaders and there's a lot mm. of egos like it can yeah. get a little bit hard and yeah. and of course we, we judge ourselves we judge yeah, ourselves
0: i was just going yeah. to say like that i mean and and the irony of it is is that the The reality is is that we're creating that within ourselves because anybody that's non accepting or judgmental it does literally nothing to do with us it's it's' you're, there's a part of you that you still have not accepted and that you're judging, and so I think it's such an interesting thing and you ju- again it's like you know not that not the you know make this a big hug fast I did but you, you you do such a good zo- job of exemplifying that of Thank exemplifying you. like what it means to actually do that. And it's something I wanted to bring up here at the end, which is how we started this, which is actually talking about holding space. Yeah, It's interesting because in the Western culture, we have compartmentalized so many, every aspect of our life, every aspect of our being, even every aspect of our health. Oh, it, it's my mental health and my emotional health, and I got physical health, and I, I go to my spirituality means religion. So it's like, dude, as soon as people really start to embody and accept the fact that there's, it's a, it's a, it's collective. There's four energy bodies: mental, emotional, physical, and spiritual. And when at all, when you, it, it's all meant to work together. And so I think a lot of disconnect is that you see people that are either investing time, money, and or energy into these modalities. When in reality, they would be best served to go find somebody that has a medicine that combines all of them. Yes. And it's, it's tough because there's not a lot of – I don't want to put limitations on anybody, but in my, in my lived experience and traveling throughout the thing, there's not a whole lot of coaches that I've come across that actually can embody so, how to literally heal and transform and expand all four of the energy bodies. And so when you find these types of leaders, it's just such a, at this time right now, it's like such a unicorn. It's such a special thing because those are the ty- those are the energy workers, healers that can hold space for yeah. the flavor that you need. And so why I'm bringing this up is because, you know, that's something that I do with my Sacred Warrior Tribe for people that want to live and be a certain type of way. I'm like, yo, come build your business, come build your body, come build your heart, come build your mind, like do that in this container. Yeah. But that's exactly what you've created with the brand new program that you're launching called Holding Space.
1: Yeah. So,
0: yeah. And one of the things I think is so amazing about it is that because of your lived experience, you have, so much insight and results at this point that speak for themselves. And so it's like, if there is a woman or a man, but a woman that's like, that feels lost or that, that knows that something's missing or has been hitting all the markers, but she's feeling so disconnected from herself that she can't truly connect with her husband or she can't connect with her kids or she can't connect with her relationship you're the person to come see. Like I know this. So can you tell me a little bit and share with our audience, like what is is Holding Space? What is this program that you've created and how are you transforming the lives of the people that are in it?
1: What a great segue into there. I wasn't sure if you were aware of the name of it because I was oh, I, I was gonna say he's well, talking this Let's go. <laughs> so I
0: told good. you. I got it.
1: Uh, so yeah, so you know, I, I take people on a journey over three months, uh, for for about an hour every Monday night at six thirty. And we we it is on the basis of nutrition, but again, there's that circle of life and and you you hit it on the dot there's there's actually i mean we we go into um uh, financial uh moving your body physically um eating well speaking and thinking well cooking we talk about um gut health and brain health we talk about plants superfoods we talk about allergies and inflammation and disease you know we live in a world right now where I, we call it, I call it sick care. And I know there's a lot of other people that call it that too. We're living in a disease care uh, society instead of a True. preventative dis- society. And, and what I mean by that is, you know, a lot of us have had, have come down with disease and, and, you know, technically, I mean, there's so many people going through it. It's almost kind of normal to to have disease yeah, uh, taking place. it's crazy, Right. Yeah. But there is a way to live preventatively by, 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 not only eating well, but thinking well, speaking well, being around well people, people that are also working on themselves, uh, moving your body, learning how to, you know, even just trying new things like yoga or maybe meditation or breath work. There's so yes. many different aspects. And so, yes, every every section we do talk about nutrition, but then I also incorporate some other kind of life modality that people can be uh, introducing into their lives. And then I also leave some room to really hold space where I say, okay, you know, there's up and up and downs. Like I don't want to always say that everyone's having a bad day. Like sometimes your mental health is great. So, I hold space for others to either share something really difficult or hard that they're going through and they just want to talk to other like minded people because you never know maybe someone else in the group has been through it or maybe what you're talking about is going to help them talk about something that they need to move through. And yeah. then sometimes we just want to celebrate. Sometimes we're yeah. doing something amazing. And I want to hear that too. And let's hold space to celebrate you. So it's, it's, yeah. it's, it is a lot of nutrition, but I, I do the whole full circle yeah. because I, I think it's very important. You can't just eat well and have terrible friends or go to terrible dark events yeah. um, and, and feel good. You have, to, you have to connect it all together.
0: I, I mean, you just again—you nailed it, perfect. And I and I think you're spot on. And, and to hear you say that, and I think that that's what a lot of people disconnect from is that if they have never been part of a mastermind or a group coaching. I mean, even Napoleon Hill and the book "Think and Grow Rich," the number one principle that he outlined overall was the mastermind principle, which basically says when two or more minds alike come together, mm-hmm. focused on the one goal, they can create this this magic. And so, I I just for people that are listening, it's like I want want people to understand. It's like there's so much information out there. There's so much, so much to do that we get overwhelmed. And, and I tell my clients before they even pay me money, I'm like, yo, just so you know, the likelihood of me teaching you something you don't know is very small. I'm here to get you to take action on the things that you know you're supposed to be taking action on. And like, you know, it's, and so it's, it's that, that in and of itself to create that sacred space. That's what you're talking about. That's what you're providing for people. Yeah. Like, yeah. You come in about nutrition, but to be able to know that you, I, I again, as you're, as you're talking, these things up out of my head and I'm thinking, damn, this is like consolidating your credit cards. Maybe we need to trademark <laughs> con- consolidate your health. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I love it. <laughs> <laughs> consolidate your health and freaking get, get, take all that shit. Let's wrap it up into one, one place that you can go. And I say that tongue in cheek, but literally that's what you're talking about. It's like yeah. this new age style of coaching. And so, you know, to, we have all these labels, uh, good, bad, right, wrong, in between, whatever they are. But really what it is that you're doing is you're teaching people a holistic lifestyle approach. I mean, like, it's like, listen, yeah, it starts physically, which this is how you, this is how you hack it physically. But did you know that you can actually hack the game through this type of lifestyle? And so I think it's just such an amazing thing. Uh, it, it's, you said it's three months.
1: It's three months, Monday nights at 6.30 for about an hour, sometimes an hour and 15 minutes. Um, And it it ends on on August 30th um, and doors close this Monday. We just started this last Monday, but um, I give everyone a week to, you know, kind of think a little bit more. Uh, And and it's really just kind of introductions, the the first one, so you don't miss much. That's why I allow people to still join uh, this this last Monday coming and and yeah, and I really, I just, I teach people, how to be intuitive, how to live intuitively, how to yes. advocate for themselves. You know, we, we, we can advocate for other people and, and for at, at work and whatnot, but it's learning how to advocate for yourself and what you do like and what you don't yeah. like. And that's why I say, I give you the platter. You choose what you like, you Dude, choose let's what you don't. Go. You go ask other professionals if you don't believe me or if you think I might be onto something, yeah. but you need to check. I always tell people, don't go yeah. double check. Don't don't take it from me. Just let 100%. me be a little, you know, a little roadmap. Go ask yeah. other people too. do your own research.
0: I, I think that's so spot on. I, it's first thing I say, go listen, don't take my word for it. Go do your own research. But yeah. this is the thing <clears throat> I know that Instagram is going to kick us off at, at 60 minutes. So we're going to be getting towards the end here. But what I do want to ask is a few, a few questions. And one very important question I need to know because it's coming up for a retreat that I have coming up.
1: Yeah.
0: And that, and that, and that question is, is um, man, it's interesting that you said I had such a good transition because I feel like this entire episode, I've been missing these transitions. So hardcore, like all of <laughs> them, I've been like, Dude, what am all. I doing today? What? I'm so like, no, I feel like rusty. It's so funny. Not um, but, but, uh, I, I love what you said about, about that. So I, I've got to ask you a few more questions. I'll let you go. First question is, is that actually, it's not a question. I wanted to share this with the audience real quick. Um, super simple way uh, that I've moved my coaching. I know what I was going to say. Um, Man I didn't even smoke pot today. Uh, Freaking, <laughs> <laughs> What's human. going on? Perm- <laughs> perma fry. Um, you said and then and, and, and on the calls we also celebrate, which is something I'm getting like I, I'm like I'm becoming the biggest advocate for more play, more celebration, more love making, more dancing, like doing more of the things that literally make our soul feel alive, right? And so I know that the the download I got mm-hmm. on my spiritual awakening on that journey was be more playful. and so I've been trying to figure out how to be more playful over the last two years. And so I love that you said celebrate because a lot of times we don't celebrate. And so I want to give the gift to the audience or anybody, the way that I structure my group coaching and I've moved away from one-on-one and all this stuff is same reason. I want to be able to create a container like you have done and Steph, I don't know what you've got planned or how you're doing yours, but I've broken my containers up into trimesters. So four months coaching and then at the end or the third week, so it's four months coaching in a month three, we do a four day retreat. And so it's like, I don't know if that's like something you want to borrow, but for any coaches, it's super simple. So it's like you have three trimesters, they can pay for the whole year or they can pay per trimester. But us as coaches know, and nothing gets to three months. But we know that three months is like the minimum time that you can spend yeah, with us. Absolutely. Like, and so, and so, it's like that. But people are in different stages, and so for any coaches that are listening, all the things that Stephanie is doing is perfect. I mean, it's it's that's that's what I'm doing, and so it's like we create these containers where people can get on. That you know, on our calls, it's like rose or thorn. Hey, this is the lesson. What's your rose for the week? What's your thorn for the week? And then at the end of the thing, we have this big celebration. The only reason I wanted to give that to people is because, listen, I've gone all the way from courses. I've gone away from everything else. Like I'm, The only thing you can ever pay me to do is to come partake in a physical experience, really. And, I, and I'm, just, I'm a big advocate of that because I want other coaches to move towards this because real-life in-person events are so transformational. You can't change them. I posted on Facebook a couple weeks ago. I said, what's the number one thing that most people in the world need right now? And there's like a couple hundred responses. And the number one overall, astoundingly, was connection.
1: Human and connection.
0: so hundred percent. And so when I was clicking through around your bio the other day and I saw this and I decided to invite you on, I saw, I already knew you were doing the holding space thing. Like I I think I saw the post in my feed and I was just so in tune with that because I know who you are as a leader and I know who you are as a person. And I'm like, people need to know about this. And so whether it's this one, mm-hmm. next one, whether it's working with you one-on-one, getting a 30 day transition, doing a virtual event, I don't care what you do. I'm telling you guys, go follow Stephanie, go follow her, go follow her on a platform that, that uh, works best for you, but you're going to want some of her medicine because she's creating some really great energy and some healing space. So it's been amazing. The last thing I want to ask you real quick is, um, have you, have you done ecstatic dancing before? Yes,
1: I have. Is
0: that what Burning Man is?
1: (laughs) I mean, you—you you, there is a lot of ecstatic dancing there. Absolutely. Okay.
0: okay. Because so, so I'm hosting these retreats now and I'm taking them full bore and I've never done a lot of the components. So this next one, in, uh, it's in September here in Montana, it's a shamanic healing retreat. And so we're going to have like cacao ceremony. We're going to do rapé, uh, you know, breath work, cold therapy, meditation, all the stuff. But I'm going out on a limb because I don't dance and I'm freaking, I'm doing, we're going to do some ecstatic dancing because it's going to be during a full moon. And then we're going to end with like a sweat lodge and ecstatic dancing. So what do I yes. need to know about this? Like, like, what do you know? What can you tell me? Like, should I be scared or like, well, what, <laughs> what do I got? I'm, I'm, I'm scared. Good. You know? That's, that's
1: exactly, that's exactly I'm normal. I'm fine really validate it.
0: Do not judge the
1: experience. I know it's scary. I even get scared. I did it for my retreat. All of a sudden, I was like, all right, everyone, we've been sitting all day. We got 15 Mm -hmm. minutes. Put on some funky, uh, some funky beats, and we yeah. and I and we just moved. And I Seriously? said, don't question it, oh, don't oh, think oh, about oh. it. I said, be <laughs> weird, get get weird, get weird. Who cares? Ah. So it's
0: not like, gonna, it's not gonna kill that, me. It's
1: like whatever your body feels like it wants to do, do it.
0: <laughs> okay, I knew you were gonna be the person to ask. Literally, I'm gonna like, I'm gonna be like, send you a voice message on my retreat, and be like, yes. Um, Okay, it's got to be, can you just give me a little pep talk real quick? Absolutely. Um, but, Absolutely. But I, there's something that's just calling me to dance. I'm not a dancer. And so I love that answer. I really appreciate you sharing that. Um, but there's something that's been calling my body to dance. I don't, I,
1: you need I don't energy. Know, yeah. We're, we're cut off. We. If you see a lot of people talk, they're talking like right. this. They're not, you know, they're not, they're not in their bodies, yeah. And, yeah, and, and, and a lot so of people true. are punched over. They're, you know, they're not realizing that they've got so much to work with. And I, I learned this in acting too, and in somatic therapy. But you know, it's 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 somatics is really seeing like how your body moves and feeling into it and we're cut off from our bodies so uh, you're doing a service to other people by reminding yeah. them move your arm move your shoulder oh, move your I'm chest excited. like all the things <laughs> i'm and excited it your energy up I, I do like, wow i have so much yeah. energy i didn't need a cup of coffee
0: <laughs> I hope that's true. I hope that's true. I, I can't I, I I don't know if I'm gonna learn to play the drums or if I'm gonna do uh bring like get like a DJ for the sound. Like, I I thought it'd be cool to like have like a house DJ to play like real light kinds of music to set them to, to tones when we're there having dinners or at night times or for ceremonies. But I wanna get some song bowls and some and some drums and I have the rattles and all the things. So I knew you were the person to ask. That was the perfect answer. Is there anything that you would like to say before we end this? I I think I need to get like a, like a signature question I ask at the end, but I don't, um,
1: I don't have one. You know, I honestly, I just, I'm always honored to connect with you. I'm honored to connect with like-minded humans. It, it, it really does set my soul on fire. Thank you for, for giving me a space to, to, to get to talk to you and to talk to your audience and mine and, and, you know, and thank you for being who you are and getting out yeah, there, of course. teaching different modalities of life and healing, being vulnerable. I love, I mean, I don't love seeing you cry, but you know what I mean? Like I love yeah. seeing you being vulnerable and show yeah. people it's okay to cry yeah. because for a long time I didn't do it. And so I think, I just, I thank you. Honestly, I'm yeah, honored Thank to you be so here. much. Yeah.
0: Where can people find you? Yes.
1: Oh, yeah. So you can find me here on Instagram as the superfood goddess. Uh, I have the superfoodgoddess.com. That is my website blog. That's where you can see my services and retreats. Um, And yes, uh, registration is still open. I would be so honored and happy to serve anyone that is looking for some guidance, just looking for some support. It doesn't mean there's anything wrong with you. If anything, there's something right with you. You're searching for something better. And so I yeah. I'm, I would be more than happy to, to help with mine, whether it's this time or next time. I'm going to be doing it throughout the, I, this is actually my four, third or fourth round now since the pandemic wow. started. Um, and also people should sign up for yours because I, I yeah. love what you're, I just love what you teach yeah. and you, you so that. much under your belt.
0: Oh, thank you so much. I feel in called, like I feel like entrepreneurs are superheroes because not everybody has the ability to go out and earn money. Um, not because it's better or worse. Just some people don't, it's hard. But what I learned as entrepreneurs is like a lot of us are real fucked up and there's a lot of medicine that they need. And so I'm like, I feel like if I can heal the superheroes that can make money, then I can actually heal more people in the world, and so I appreciate you saying that, um but yeah we're we're after the same thing, and so uh, I love that It's such an honor to always have you, it's such a connect with you I sure someday we'll end up at a retreat together if not hosting a retreat together, or Absolutely. having you having you maybe like lead some ecstatic dancing at one of my retreats, like who knows there's gonna be meat at my retreats, probably most likely there they can be vegan, definitely, definitely but uh, as long as you would never be offended by that we'll have you could come out and we'll have to have you sometime but uh, so you guys if you're listening to this on the podcast again at the superfood goddess at the superfood goddess on Instagram the superfoodgoddess.com go follow her if you didn't get a chance to see the interview and you're only listening to this you're definitely gonna want to instagram follow her cuz she's got a bunch of good stuff stephanie you're thank the best you. thank you so much thank i'll talk you. to you soon yeah. bye bye
1: bye have a good day good night